0: And hey there, hi there, ho there, and a gracious good Saturday morning to you. Welcome back to another exciting edition of the Cardinal Couple Radio Hour Podcast, where we discuss the joy and excitement of UofL Women's Athletics. Certainly had some very exciting things take place in the past week. We'll be covering with you and some exciting things to come as well. So it should be a fun show today. We've got four on board today. Daryl is out watching babies again. I almost said washing babies. No, maybe she might be doing that too. I don't know. But uh, we got got Case in the house, Jeff in the house, Jared in the house, and me, Polly, to discuss the things that have happened in the past week. And as we kind of like to do at the start of the show, just kind of catch up with the guys a little bit, see how their week went. cornered the allergy market so you might want to get some money down on that Uh, being unkind to you out there is it sir
1: the uh drastic weather change has not been good for allergies and lots of sneezing and and coughing and mucinex and everything else going on right now but powering through and ready for uh, a nice chilly game tonight
0: Yeah, and speaking of power, you finally got your internet up and running again, right?
1: Yes, uh, the part for the thermostat finally arrived, so we're waiting (laughs) on the technician to come over and get that uh, installed sometime soon, which should hopefully help, but (laughs) at least we have internet and cable, so that's a start.
0: It's a daily devil. Good job, sir. Case Hoskins in the house. Well, this case wrote the Saturday Cardinal Couple article today, Make sure and catch up with that when you get a chance, as he discusses field hockey and, and volleyball from the last night in there. And what else has been going on with you, Case?
2: Well, uh, while I was in a bunch of meetings yesterday, I uh, left or ended the meeting and checked my phone to see a text from my wife with a picture that just said, oh, no. And it was uh, a picture of my first ever jury summons. So... Uh, oh. I get to perform my civic duty in a in about a month and a half. Right.
0: It's uh, Jefferson County Court. I'm a- Shelby Shelby County Court. Oh, yes, right. You're in Shelbyville. I don't know how they run theirs out there. I mean, I don't know how big a barn they've got to have to put everybody in one of those. <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, I can tell you with the Jefferson County experiences are always take a book, find yeah. somebody interesting to talk to because they are that boring, but... Uh, glad you're doing your civic duty sir
3: i mostly worked when i did mine i've only been once and like basically it was two weeks of me working from the jury room
2: i thought you weren't yeah. allowed to have like internet yeah you can it. oh well shoot they changed i'll, I'll probably be working well
3: again this is jefferson county versus shelby uh, county well, so maybe different but true. um I, I mean like i don't think that, i don't know if they had wi-fi there but, and if they did it was awful but i just tethered off my phone Work
2: that way, so. Well we'll see in a month's time. Uh, I'll I'll yeah. go to my orientation and then have all the information.
0: Yeah. So it'll be case for the defense. All right. <laughs> Some great stories on there. I hope they put you on a on a fun case that you can talk to us about. Case on the case. All right. I've already got my tagline. <laughs> Jeff you heard his melodic voice there just a second ago. Jeff and has with us today. Uh, what's been going on in your world, sir?
3: Yeah, you know, I came off a four-day weekend last weekend, which was nice. Uh, I had uh, otherwise kind of back to a, so a four-day week work week this week, and uh, yeah, you know, it's, it is what it is. Um, after the show last week, I drove to Durham, North Carolina, which was kind of a fun, uh, fun road trip. Um, spent two hours of it watching volleyball, which was ostensibly the reason to go, but you know, it was a, it was a road trip. It's fun. Um, yeah, it was fun. Just enjoying life as best I can and crazy crazy land you know
0: how was that fun scenic drive down the West Virginia turnpike?
3: bike it was gorgeous because the trees were just like not quite at peak colors uh so you had all the reds and yellows and oranges but you also still had some of the green mixed in there uh it was it was really very very beautiful um and then of course with my car I actually get to kind of look around and enjoy it a little bit which is nice um, I came back through Knoxville um just to kind of have some variety in the road trip and a similar sort of experience in western North Carolina through the, the Appalachians through there so uh, it was it was really beautiful out there I, and this week I think there are even more
0: vibrant colors out there so yeah they drive pretty crazy on I-40 so I'm glad you made it back okay
3: <laughs> yeah yeah
0: that's for sure I think it's our version of the Audubon here in the United States from what I remember yep As for myself, a a very eventful week for me. I went in and had a little outpatient surgery done yesterday. Uh, And you never just show up and have the surgery. You have to go in for pre-admission testing a couple of days before, which is basically stupid and a waste of time, AMA. You don't really need to bring me in there to ask me questions about Oh, I understand. You hurt your ankle back in 1972. Does it still hurt? No, no. I cut that leg off. Everything's fine. But uh, it was uh, interesting. They uh, gave me the experience of putting a block on my arm, which basically you cannot feel anything when they put a block on your arm. That was fun as I decided to try and scratch my nose and couldn't figure out how to raise my left hand to do it. But uh, still feeling a little bit of the effects of the anesthesia, so if I'm sounding We, we with,
3: should note this up front then. <laughs>
0: Yes, make sure that this is out there in triplicate and <laughs> signed by all negotiated parties. Paulie's not quite up to his normal... There's, mediocre game today. There's,
3: there's a reason this week that Paul will sound
0: out of it as there's opposed a, to normal weeks. I'm a 45 <laughs> record being played at 33 today, so there we have it. So The boys will be carrying the show, and I'll be saying a lot of, oh, that's great. How about this? Yeah, we'll <laughs> be good, but uh, we will nevertheless forge on with it, and it's about the time of the show where we get Case to do his scheduling and Twitter information for us. Should be some fun stuff in there to carry us through the next few minutes. So go ahead and step up to the plate Case and put one over the fence, pal.
2: Yeah, you got it. Uh, The schedule is getting a little bit thin as we're just in the inflection point between uh, postseason for some fall sports and, and the winter sports really getting going. Uh, women's tennis is at the John Cade Invitational hosted by Mississippi State. That started yesterday, and it'll go through Sunday. Tonight, football takes on Clemson. That's uh, at 7.30 in Cardinal Stadium, and it'll be on the ACC Network. Tomorrow, volleyball taking on North Carolina, as they stay in the Tar Heel State for the third straight match. Uh, that one is at 1 p.m., and it'll be on ACC Network Extra. Uh... Men's soccer hosts Notre Dame in the ACC tournament. Uh, that's at 6 p.m. tomorrow in Lynn Stadium. Uh, that'll be on the ACC network as well. Monday, everybody's off. Tuesday, men's basketball starts their regular season as they take on Southern at 9 p.m. on Tuesday night. It'll be on RSN, so have fun with all that. Uh, Thursday, or sorry, Wednesday and Thursday, everyone is off. Friday, uh, cross-country starts the southeast regional for the ncaa tournaments uh, they are hosting those at ep tom sawyer park um actually i said starts that's a one-day event so friday uh if you find yourself over at tom sawyer park hopefully they've got good weather uh you'll see a whole bunch of cross-country teams from the southeast region
0: oh i've got that day off i'm gonna head out there
2: there you go uh on
0: your jogging suit and have some fun jeff <laughs>
2: Oh, I won't be running. <laughs> <laughs> Alternatively, Jeff, you could uh, pack up your car again after you get off work on Thursday and um, head to Sioux Falls, South Dakota for the women's basketball opener. Yeah, against...
3: Don't see that happening. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think you should use the car to pace the runners at a, the at a <laughs> yeah. park. Yeah. That would be fun because you wouldn't be putting out any obnoxious gas admissions. Okay, okay. I like the idea. I'm calling Vince as soon as we get off the phone.
2: <laughs> it's a lot shorter drive over to Westport Road.
0: Yeah. Indeed. Sure. Uh,
2: women's basketball taking on Arizona. Like I mentioned, that one's in Sioux Falls. Uh, no video listed for some reason, uh, but surely we will find out a viewing uh, partner for that sometime before next Friday. Nick
0: Women. assured me at the game the other night, Case, that it would be on some type of linear platform to watch. He he wasn't sure which one it would be yet and they may not even know yet. Let's just hope to hell it isn't ESPN Plus, but anyway.
2: Uh, Volleyball has uh, their next big match taking on Georgia Tech. Uh, They will host the Texters at 7 p.m. in LNN Federal Credit Union Arena. Um, That one presumably will be on ACC Network or ACC Network Extra, but it is also not listed. And Church Tech number 13 in the rankings, yeah. Now, I think. Yeah, they get a uh,
0: boost. I'm eighth in some polls, too, right?
3: Yeah, uh, I'm I mostly look at ABCA, uh, coaches poll, but uh, yeah, I think they they ended up higher in the um initial uh tournament selection top 10 preview thing, but
0: definitely no one to take lately, yes,
3: 14th in the ABCA right now, so yep. They're a good team, very good team,
2: and then uh, men's basketball will take on Furman at 7 p.m. That one's in the KFC Yum Center and is on ACC Network Extra. Finally, because it'll impact the show, so we'll have to figure out what we're going to do next week. Football is taking on Syracuse, uh, that one is currently listed as TBA, but I believe that was officially announced as a noon kickoff. It was not sir.
1: It is noon, and Uval confirmed that Lamar Jackson will be in the house for his nice. jersey retirement. Since it's their bye week,
2: nice. I'm sure that that was not intended or scheduled in any way whatsoever for that <laughs> to be being when Sir they kids. would do the. No, I mean, <laughs> I just meant the bye week being when they do yeah. the jersey retirement. Yeah, I was like,
1: those at least they thought ahead on that part." And like, what day can we get Lamar to actually come out here and get the crowd to come back out?
3: Unlike, I mean, they really need to show him hurdling that Syracuse defender on the jumbo when
2: they do it.
1: Oh, I'm going to enjoy it. I hope he's still on the yeah.
2: team. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I doubt he is. That's like three years, three or four years ago, but, this is uh, I, guy, yeah.
0: I just hope he shows up and they don't send a replacement, you know, like Dave <laughs> Ragone or, you know, someone like that. Yeah, hey, I'm here for Lamar, y'all. How you doing? Uh, yeah, He, he was a uh, – what a joy he was for the football guys.
2: Uh, as we talk about all the things that aren't quite announced yet, uh, one way to f- keep up with those uh, announcements, like from women's basketball and volleyball about where those games will be showed, is their Twitter accounts, which you can find on the right side of the Cardinal Couple website with the Cardinal Couple Twitter list. As Russ, uh, I tweet is at Best Case Scenario, B S T Case Scenario. Polly is at Cardinal Couple. Jeff is at Card Couple Radio and at Jeff McAdams, and Jared is at Mr. Anderson Jared. Kind of a little turnaround. Uh, Daryl is at DarylFaust4, who you can follow for all of her tweets about the baby watching or washing or whichever.
0: Or the baby could be washing her. You never know. It could be an interesting scenario. But, yeah, check us out on Twitter. Uh, I usually do a lot of tweeting from basketball, as I did in our encounter with Union the other night. And uh, the other guys jump in there as well with their tweets. Jared comes up with some fun and interesting tweets sometimes as well, so make sure and follow along and make a comment on them. Say, yeah, hey, what happened? What here? What's this, Yeah. You know, we love to hear from you. We do indeed, uh, unless your initials are EH. <laughs> Guys, looking at it here, we've got uh, quite the slate of events here. And I guess we'll get into volleyball a little later in the show because I know Jeff was already bouncing off the net in his living room getting ready to talk about (laughs) that. But uh, we'll see if we can maybe side out Jeff and have him go chase the ball and come back later. But uh, let's go ahead and start it out with field hockey as field hockey was in the ACC semifinals up in Syracuse as they ended up playing the winner of the Virginia Boston College game the day before Virginia, actually a five seed, beat the four seed Boston College squad to advance to play the cards. Uh, And and I'll admit it, I kind of looked at this one and said, we're going to blow by them. No problem. Well, it didn't happen. Unfortunately, the cards uh, took this thing about as far as you can take a field hockey game through regulation two overtime periods and it came down to penalty strokes but louisville ended up losing the contest on penalty strokes to the very talented cavaliers from virginia uh case had the write-up on this and uh a disappointment yes case but also some interesting moves that justine Sarry made in this contest as well
2: yeah um yeah this was I think, set to be a tough match. We talked a little bit about it, and while we we could have hoped for a a blow-by, we had seen Louisville play both Boston College and Virginia close earlier this season. Uh, Virginia, uh, that was a 1-0 win for Louisville. So um, in this one, Virginia once again held Louisville to just one goal. Um, Unfortunately, Louisville was not able to hold uh, the Cavaliers to zero goals like they did in the previous, and this was a little bit of a an unfortunate showing from the cards who in recent matches, even if they've been a little bit, um, unlucky in front of goal or, or unable to find some finishing attacks, they've come out pretty much a, at the start of every quarter with a uh, commanding presence. And Virginia in the first half, both first and second quarters was really just the controller of, of the ball for the majority of those. Louisville did a lot of work, um, in the third and the beginning of the fourth, and then had to hang on for dear life when Virginia just put up an absolute barrage with seven shots in the last nine minutes of of the fourth quarter. Um, like you said, they went to overtime. They couldn't get anything done there. They went to double overtime where everyone did literally nothing. There were no stats or no plays recorded in the play-by-play. Um, and then they went to uh, the overtime shootout where, for some reason, like you mentioned, a, a really unusual choice from uh, Coach Sowry she pulled Mila DeKaiser from the goal, uh, put in Maitland DeMond, who has not played in goal this season, who is not listed as a goalkeeper on the roster, but has been playing as the – or has been dressing as the emergency goalkeeper um, in Sam Minrath's absence. But, you know, that, that she put her in. I don't know if it was DeKaiser's decision based on how she was feeling after the earlier penalty stroke uh, that gave Virginia the lead or what happened there, but uh, Taman got one save, which was the same number as uh, Virginia got in the opening round, and then, unfortunately, Louisville just missed their sixth shot, the uh, first of the sudden death period, and Virginia didn't, so that was that.
0: Yeah, kind of an interesting move by Coach Sarri, who I, it brings maybe, Jared, to me, three possible scenarios here. Either Dakar had hurt her back earlier in the game and just wasn't quite feeling up to snuff on basically taking that one-on-one position against the Virginia attackers. It could have been a thing where Sowery saw something in the way that, that Maitland Demand does well on those one-on-one situations. Or maybe sour just decided, hey, I'm going to roll the dice and see if I can throw them off a little bit by throwing a girl back in between the posts that they've never seen before. Uh, what say you, Jared? I thought it was a very, very interesting move.
1: Uh, I'm actually thinking it's more one of those that when you have your normal practices throughout the week, you've got your main goalkeeper, uh, Dakai, who's probably working with your first team players and just getting the normal reps. And you probably have, and I'm not sure if it's pronounced demand or demand, as they don't have a pronunciation guide listed, but she's probably off on the side and, and may just be the focus on if you come to a penalty shootout. And sometimes you, you'll you see that with different teams and occasionally with, with soccer at different levels where you may have a different keeper come in just for a, a penalty uh, kick or if you come to the shootout at the end. So I'm thinking it probably went more that route more than anything, but, I mean, it could have been a, a, different, different several things. Mia maybe being a little worn down from the extended match or still that nagging injury, or maybe just not comfortable and ready to be out there for the, the shootout there at the end. So there's, there's several possibilities, but I'm thinking it's going to be related more to one focuses on one thing during practice and another focuses on another. A
0: question that I perhaps down the road may ask of Coach sari I'll be prepared for whatever answer she provides and will certainly take body armor. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, it, but uh, yeah, an interesting decision by her to uh, go with penalty in there with somebody who hasn't been doing that throughout the season. Uh, this one was a game where Virginia scored earlier on a penalty stroke. Uh, got a nice opportunity in the second quarter and was awarded a penalty stroke, saying that Julie Kalweiser's defensive save was illegal. So, thus the penalty stroke awarded to them. They did score on it. They went into the half leading one to nothing. The cards, you know, just they, they tried to battle back in this thing. They just couldn't seem to get on there, though. But with nine minutes to go, they they were able to get thing rolling just a little bit and ended up getting a goal and uh, it's just you know you, you're hoping to see a little more offense out of louisville but certainly this is a virginia team that played us well in the regular season guys let's not forget that we we beat them one to nothing on our turf so playing them on a neutral court you never really really know but uh, i'm a little disappointed in the effort jeff
3: I you know I can talk about not generating offense but you also have to credit the defense of the other team in that uh in in that they are able to prevent that offense sometimes so I mean it it takes a little more subtlety I think of of analysis sometimes to really have a good sense of that um you know we'll note this is the first game that we've had this season that went to shootout uh so you know the choice of putting in a different goalkeeper for the shootout is is You know, this is the first time we've seen that. That may have been her plan all year, uh, Coach Salary. So, um, yeah, you know, obviously, sometimes this team has shown that they struggle to generate offense, which is frustrating. Um, They have traditionally for the past few years struggled with corners, penalty corners. And, uh, you know, I commented in our group chat about, you know, I think it was right after the Goal that we made with like nine minutes left, that, and we had another penalty corner, and it was just they didn't even get a shot off. Um, so that's frustrating to see uh, some things like that. So you know, I, I in the sounds of it, Coach sorry wasn't super thrilled with with what went on in the game. I, you know, and I understand that. You look at this, you figure out what you did wrong, and you and you move forward. Uh, you know, the big uh, the big prize is still ahead in the NCAA tournament. Uh, I think it is eighteen teams again this year, so. Um, you know, Louisville will pretty much without question get in it, but what
0: you know, what are we going to be able to do with it? Is is the bigger question. That is the big question. Uh, it was the card's first overtime loss of the season. They were previously six and zero in overtimes, and it was also the end of a five game winning streak for Louisville. So. The question now turns and we all gaze our eyes ahead to sunday tomorrow night late about 10 p.m or so when louisville will find out their fate in the ncaa tournament uh this will be shown live on ncaa.com in case you want to follow along and see uh, where the cards end up getting ranked and, and, and whether they'll be a, the friendly confines of Traeger or whether they'll have to go on to the road, Jared, uh, I definitely think we're in. I definitely think we'll host the first round, but uh, after that, the question is kind of unclear to me.
1: Yeah. I mean, you, you can't really form an argument to not put U of O in at this point, looking at their record and it's been like 75% ranked teams and, in the regular season your only two losses were number one and number two you didn't have any bad losses and then you okay you lose in the acc tournament semifinals but you lose to another team who's ranked in the top 15 who is also more than likely going to be in the tournament at this point as well so it's not about will they make it it's going to be more about where will they be seated. And they're still kind of borderline if they're going to be one of those teams that gets to host, I forget how many teams do get to host their opening match in the tournament, uh, but you saw with the Big Ten uh, owning the other top five of the six spots in the rankings. Right now, Michigan beat Iowa in the semifinals, they, uh, so that was number two beat number one, and then number three Rutgers is also going to be in the championship, but uh, number five and number six, Northwestern and Maryland both lost in the quarterfinals opening round of the Big Ten tournament. So they didn't do themselves any favors. So it's kinda hard to wanna bump either of those teams up above U of L at this point. So I think the cards are at least gonna stay at number four. I can't really see them dropping in the rankings, so they should host based off of just how everything else is playing out as well.
0: It it poses an interesting dilemma for the NCAA, because as you mentioned, five of the six top teams in the rankings are all Big Ten oriented. Do you take all five of those in there? I don't know. That seems to be overstacking from one particular conference case, but then how do you turn around and, and tell a team, well, you're sixth in the nation, but we don't have any room for you in the NCAA tournament.
2: Yeah, uh... Well, it's tough because you, you're going to take um, – I don't recall exactly. i been trying to dig into the NCAA You have 10 site.
1: automatic qualifiers and eight at-large
2: bids, if that help show. Yes. Okay. So that's what I was trying to find was the quantity of teams, and the quantity of uh, automatic qualifiers. So, you know, you, you're going to get um, an ACC champion in there. So uh, – and then you're going to get Louisville in. Louisville's going to get in as not the ACC uh, tournament champion. Uh, I mean – at 16 and 3 and 6 and 0 in the ACC in the regular season Uh, if they don't get in that would be pretty insane but so that's one of the at-large bids right there and then you've got seven left could five of them be big 10 I mean yeah probably (laughs) you've seen in the past when when almost all of the ACC's field hockey slate makes it into the tournament so I don't think that I don't think that these there have been
3: years that the whole ACC slate was in the tournament.
2: Right. I don't think that the I don't think that the NCAA selection committee for field hockey and and for some of the other non-revenue sports in particular have any qualms about putting in the teams that they think are the best, regardless of conference affiliation. Which I think is the right way to do it. Obviously, that's not the way that it works in the revenue sports for various reasons, Um, money being the most primary one. Uh, But in the non-revenue sports. Uh, I think they're as fair as they can be with a selection process uh, and automatic qualifying. So um, I I think that, sure, you could get that many teams in.
1: I I don't see the ACC getting more than four, and that's if Virginia wins tomorrow.
0: And that was going to be my next question. Yeah, yeah. On, On that, how many do we get in out of the ACC, Jeff? I'm coming up with three. Am I a little bit short here? I'm thinking whoever wins the ACC tournament gets in, certainly no problem. They'll be one of them, will be one of them. And then comes the question, okay, Syracuse, probably if they don't win the whole thing, uh, Virginia, if they don't win the whole thing, but then what do you do with UNC?
3: Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm thinking, because UNC is sitting at 4-2 and also with Syracuse, and I – it's, uh, gosh, I don't know. It, it, there's just it, this tournament, I think, needs to be bigger. Uh, but it, you know,
0: I've always wondered about the number 18. Why it's such a yeah totally unbrackageable type
1: number. Well, you know? yeah, UNC yeah. can still get the automatic qualifier if they yep. beat Virginia tomorrow. Yep. Uh, since they upset Syracuse, which I think, honestly, with Syracuse being the host and then Syracuse losing four to one yesterday, I'd Gonna have to put that as the biggest upset of the ACC tournament just due to the three goal differential. Yeah, Uh, but yeah, like Jeff said, you got to put Syracuse in at this point. They're 12 and four in the regular season, number nine. They received one of the first place votes in the most recent coaches' poll. I
2: I think that the uh, committee is more likely to go by the RPI than the coaches' poll. I mean, the RPI for them is, is their developed system um it's quite fair in most of the sports the way that they've got it created and the way it formulates things and the rpi has five big 10 teams uh to open it starting with rutgers um Louisville, louisville sits at six uh then northwestern at seven north carolina is the next highest ranked acc team uh at eight and then syracuse is down at 11 Virginia all the way at 15 so they're almost certainly going to have to win the ACC to get in
3: Boston College at 14
2: right so. um and they I, they're Boston College to me is not going to get in with no yeah. chance to win I just the have a hard play
0: to put them in there yeah yeah yeah
2: I think they're going to be one of
1: those first what do you call it, first four out they're it's just they're on the wrong side of it and they needed to win their uh their game in the opening round of the ACC tournament against Virginia
2: yeah, if you consider that the top six Big Ten teams are going to get in, and if North Carolina doesn't win today, or to, whether they play today or tomorrow, if they don't win the ACC, they're probably still going to get in. You're down to only a couple of bids left, and there's some other leagues that are going to have a, an argument to get more than one team in. So, it's, And that's where it's the Big
1: East uh, championship game tomorrow is going to be one to keep an eye out for because you have Liberty, who's number nine in the RPI, and they're uh, top number eight in the coaches' poll. So they'd be your argument for a Big East uh, absolutely do we, do invite. But they, they, if they lose play? to UConn, who to was UConn? second in the Big East, I mean, UConn could get the automatic bid. And then Liberty is kind of one of those teams. It's like they've got one of the best RPIs in the country, and they've played as many ranked teams as we have. And, and it's kind of hard to to win that many games but they only lost two in the regular season so as a, from an acc standpoint you want to see liberty win because it gives the acc another opening uh yeah, slot there large. and just for at-large positions because
2: UConn's not getting an at-large bid at 11 and 10 right no. and the, the Ivy League they have a real have a shot at getting the aq that right.
0: yeah right what, what do you do with a team like james madison that took the cards to overtime Louisville barely beating them one to nothing. What do you do with the Princeton squad?
3: I mean, who unless the they get
0: earlier yeah. in the season, though, Jeff. You know, was unless, three they, to
3: two. unless they get automatic qualifiers, I don't think James Madison is in. They're thirty fourth in the RPI. Princeton's yeah, at eighteenth. You know, Princeton's at eighteenth, so that's a stretch. You know, it depends upon, again who gets the the uh, automatic
1: qualifier. Well, Harvard the, also in the Ivy is at tenth. Harvard got that already because I believe is, is not playing a. They tournament. don't play a tournament. Yeah. Okay. I hadn't looked. So. So you now kind of look at I think Princeton's on the outside looking in as yeah. well.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. All these things to be revealed Sunday night, 10 p.m. The NCAA comes up with their list of 18 that will take part in the NCAA tournament. Go Cards, let's hope that we get a good draw in the first round,
1: right? Yeah, I'd love to host a game and get out the trigger one more time this year.
0: It would be nice, wouldn't it, sir? Yes.
1: Yeah, get Polly out the trigger again.
0: <laughs> yeah, We certainly, uh, we know how to get in. <laughs> we know where to sit, and we know some people there. So let's hope that that can happen. Let's go ahead and kind of <laughs> leave the realm of field hockey. And Jeff, you can come back in now. You're serving... <laughs> We're going to talk a little volleyball, as the Cards have been playing some very, very good volleyball lately. Uh, they, uh, of course, uh, welcomed Jeff to come down and visit them in Duke at Durham. Yeah. And the Cards uh, gave you a bit of a run for your money there, didn't they, pal, with that 3-2 win sets?
3: Uh 3-1, but yeah, uh, they they did three, get the one. win. 3-1, you're right. Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> uh, all right. We know. You're, you're still on on the anesthesia so. uh
0: oh, i got the team right
3: yeah <laughs> <laughs> try right. uh you know that was a, that was a fun road trip uh like i was talking about earlier uh i had never been to cameron indoor stadium uh so that was kind of cool to see that stadium to see that arena yeah like and i was talking to somebody afterwards uh and they asked what i thought of it and i said well i won't say it's a good arena and, and you know a lot of the things you look for in a high quality sports arena. Um, it's lacking that. The audio is terrible because everything reverbs really badly. you know the seats are benches, the you know there's a lot of things about it that don't have some of the nicer amenities that we look for in, in really nice arenas. But it is beyond question one of the iconic sports venues in this country, right? I mean, and it's worth it just to go see that. So I, I was glad to get the chance to do that. Um, yeah, versus Duke uh, came out, cards came out. Kind of saw some flaws there. Uh, you know, we saw the, the game before that was was against Pitt, and certainly Pitt showed some flaws. Duke kind of showed some of those flaws as well, so we got some things to work on. Um, had the week uh, and then played NC State last night and uh, looked a lot better. But uh, you know, you did get a did a pretty good job of scouting this U of L team and, and showing what you need to do to try to win against them. Um, you know, uh we're still able to get the win. Uh there's just so much talent, so much power on the on the team, you're still able to get the win. But I think between Pet and and Duke, you had the really kind of laid out the roadmap for here's how here's the best way to attack U of L and on the volleyball floor. So yeah, it was interesting to watch.
0: I would have thought that you'd have planned just like a three day trip down there and extended it into two weeks so you can go to the <laughs> Carolinas as well.
3: Yeah, you know I actually kinda thought about it and uh you know so uh Louisville's in fact uh volunteer assistant Linda Hampton Keith um who used to coach at NC State, uh did stay down there all week. Um her her family still lives there. Uh so she was able to spend the week with them, which was wonderful. Uh, I'm glad they were able to do that. So uh you know they kind of did do that in in her case. But uh it was it, if I had really planned it well and you know taken a laptop or whatever, I might have been able to do it. But it just seemed like an awful lot for for that when you know part of the allure of doing it was was the road trip aspect of it so yeah i I did give it
0: a moment's thought at least i got a chance to visit cameron several years ago when the wife and i were down there in the area visiting relatives and we're on campus beautiful duke forest down there and some other very very neat things on campus but we walked up to cameron tried a side door and walked right in like we own the place yeah. Walked out to the basketball court and there was a basketball lane over on the side. I said, Sonia, I've got to make a layup in Cameron. <laughs> so I went over and picked up the ball, dribbled in, and on my third attempt, I finally made a layup. There you yeah. go. Sonia plays tough defense. Don't ever think that she doesn't know. <laughs>
3: yeah, you know, a friend of mine was down there as well, works with the Alumni Association, and they had a big alumni event surrounding the NC State football game. And then uh going to duke volleyball as well uh so she was there for as well and and she turned to me at one point and says does this look does this have kind of like some of the decor and feel of a church to you (laughs) and i was like yes both inside and out (laughs) when you look at it right just the appearance of it um and the chapel
0: on campus is beautiful too yeah yeah, i did not get a chance to visit that but
3: you know but then i also said you know when you think about basketball in north carolina and basketball in kentucky it's kind of appropriate <laughs> that it's kind of church like, you know. Absolutely. So,
0: yeah. So with one North Carolina trip win in hand, the cards will try to extend that to two when they take on North Carolina later on on Sunday, sir. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Uh any thoughts about that one? uh
3: you know i north carolina is another team that i kind of don't know what to make of them sometimes uh they've they've been doing fairly well they're kind of mid-pack acc this year um i haven't really looked at their schedule to kind of get a sense of of what they're doing they shouldn't really be a huge threat to this team again if we show up and we play the way that we know that we can play uh we should win this but uh you know we've shown that there can be some teams that can come out there and yeah expose expose the chinks in the armor a little bit sometimes so uh it may be another opportunity to do that uh they're roughly equal with nc state as as you know on uh schedule and rankings so uh and records so yeah, we'll see. Um, it's a good warm up. Uh, the the latter half, the latter part of our schedule that we're diving into here is, is about to get pretty brutal. So um, it's good to have some competent teams to kind of warm up against here.
0: Claire Chalice is on a roll right now, Jared. Yeah. Playing very, very well against the Wolfpack in Raleigh. 10 kills in the match last night. Uh, she's putting it down pretty well, isn't she, sir?
1: Yeah, especially as a senior, and we don't know if what her plans are, if she'll choose to come back for another year or not. So, you know, sometimes in your final lap, your victory lap, you just really want to go out and play as well as you can, and she's certainly done that. And I've just been a consistent player lately for us and someone we can rely on if we get a little bit of a, tight squeeze and just need to get some momentum going back on our side again. So she's been one of those reliable players we've needed.
0: Always good to have those indeed. And the cards, you know, Kate's to have been having lately just maybe a little bit of trouble with third sets after the halftime break. You know, they ended up, of course, losing the third set to Duke. And then last night in the third set, uh, 25-21, yes, it was a W and maybe a little closer than some thought there.
2: Yeah, that was uh, the closest set of the three, not just because of the final score, but also because um, it was the latest that uh, UNC, or not UNC, NC State could get close. Uh, The other, or before they pulled that one to uh, 17 to 18, I believe it was, uh, the closest they had gotten was in the first set. They drew back to 13 to 16 before Lowell ran away with it. So, yeah, they they brought it back to 17-18. They were on a a pretty good run, but Louisville shut it down with a quick uh, 6-2 run to give themselves five match point opportunities, uh, which they eventually took (laughs) on the third one. Um, Took them a little longer than expected, but they were able to close that one out. And like you mentioned, Claire Chasse, um, good in this one last night. Ten kills doesn't sound like a lot, but it did lead the team. Her third straight match leading the team in kills. She also led the team in total blocks. Um, Had one of the highest hitting percentages on the team. She's just been all over the place. Um, And Alongside her, Anna Stevenson still just holding things down in the middle. Um, Two aces, three blocks, eight kills. And Anna DeBeer with a weird up and down night. Um, She was third on the team in kills for the team lead in aces but also had team highs in both errors and service errors so uh, taking the good with the bad on that one
0: always take the good with the bad but the cards still remain undefeated on the season with that and Jeff a question that I know a lot of readers out there and and people who talk to me about Louisville volleyball want the answer to this one I'm going to go to you as the source who may know this Aiden Bartlett and Robbie Bartlett, is there a relation? <laughs> uh, not that I'm aware of. Okay, uh, so. Aiden is from uh
3: Kansas, I think. Uh, so I, I don't think there's any connection there.
0: So. so if we asked Aiden to sing a change, is coming, she probably wouldn't. Okay,
3: right. I don't know, if she might. I mean, I don't know, she, she might know the song.
0: Sing. I don't know. We're going to send you down on an investigative report to right. the Belknap campus. Yeah, I, walk in I, and play the song for her and see if she starts snapping her fingers and singing yeah. along.
3: Yeah, I don't know. I think you know, I could probably start dancing. I mean, a lot of the players like to dance to the music, so. they,
0: they, especially Anna Stevenson. She's got some yeah. moves. Then Ica
3: Jones is well known I, for her dance
0: moves. So. I, I put Icon probably number one on the team as far as dancing goes. Right? Yeah, she's got, she's got a roll, so volleyball keeps rolling as well doing a wonderful job
3: uh quick quick side note on that the only other undefeated team is texas uh in volleyball nationally uh they played baylor last night and Which swept them fun but they, match. yeah but they swept them but it was very close sets uh baylor is ranked 11th i think um they play again today so this will be the other real opportunity Uh, for Texas to potentially take a loss, uh, which would give us the opportunity to move up to the number one ranking in the country potentially, so Uh, keep keep an eye out on that one
0: that window is open, let's see if we can crawl into it,
2: just before we leave volleyball, there's, I was just looking at UNC's schedule, and there are a couple of weird schedule quirks that they have so one, they played Duke on September 11th in the ACC Big Ten Challenge in a non-ACC match so that's always fun when you have teams that are in the same conference uh playing in non yes uh, and that was because
3: michigan state had to bail from it because of covid
2: right and then uh that's happening again today unc and wake forest are playing football you know non-conference conference conference game or a non-conference game game uh and the other weird schedule quirk is between uh september 3rd and september 4th UNC and NC State played all three of the same teams, uh, in different places. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they've both hosted all three teams over the two days. Yeah, uh, so short drives to be sure, but still a, a little interesting quirk there. UNC. Yeah, I, I suspect a lot of teams when they're scheduling one, they they
3: like to try to schedule the other just because of the the proximity of them.
0: Sure. Who's in charge of that crazy schedule making with the <laughs> ACC? My guess is it's either Aiden Barber well, or, or Robbie Bartlett or Jeff.
3: Yeah, these were non-conference. Baseball. The Colorado State, Wofford, and East Carolina, I think, is what you're seeing. Yeah,
0: but basically the ACC's got to kind of give their blessing on it and say, okay, <laughs> oh, you're going to do that that day? Well, we're not, we're not going to bring in Poughkeepsie University to play you or you're not going to go back-to-back against Clemson. Okay, we got it, Stan. Because, as you know, the ACC controls everything in this world, Jeff, including <laughs> our broadcast.
3: They, they, Yeah, they do give a lot of leeway before conference. Pretty much whatever leeway before conference starts. So.
1: Yeah. We'll
0: see if we can get the ACC commissioner on here to explain to us what all they do someday. Maybe when I'm not here. No. It should be fun anyway. But, uh, great stuff on volleyball. Let's keep the streak going with maybe one eye open for Georgia Tech down the road. Yes, it could be a fun one there. Yeah, Georgia Tech at
3: Pitt also has to come with. We go up
0: there. That's to right. Close we after have to season. Go to the Pete or where they, they have it at the Fitzgerald. I wonder where they'll yeah, have Fitzgerald. that one up there. Like, uh, Fitzgerald, I believe. Yeah. Fitzgerald is the Pitts, but anyway. Yeah. Also, two
3: games against Notre Dame. Two matches against Notre Dame, which is you know he who knows who's going to show up for that, and then another matchup we have Duke. So that's the rest of the season for
0: NFL Volleyball. Fun times ahead for the cards, Uh, find some challenges. So let's see if they can continue to respond in the perfect fashion they have so far, record-wise.
1: So how uh, many more wins do you think the cards need before they locked up one of the top overall seeds where they host throughout? Boy,
0: that's the question
1: of the day. (sighs) Yeah,
3: uh, it's not going to take too many losses to knock us out of that. So I think uh, maybe yeah. we can take one. If we take a loss against Pitt, I think we're probably okay. With with six
0: games left. But I think losing to anybody else could be could um, make that dicey. Yeah, i want to say a loss to Pitt or maybe even to Georgia Tech. Yeah. Could possibly dethrone us from that. But you, you never know about the NCAA. They shocked and surprised a lot of people when they put yeah. us over, over Texas. Texas.
1: Yeah. Right. I, ideally, you you just win them all and don't have to right. worry about losing. But sometimes, yeah. As, I, I feel it like Goes lose. if you to lose.
3: Yeah, I think if we could lose to Pitt and still hang on to that. Maybe even a loss to Georgia Tech. Hang on to that. If we lose against Duke, um, I think we don't. I think we drop enough that we Williams don't.
0: solves a lot of problems, guys.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: All right. Let's go ahead and leave the campus and let's go downtown to the KFCM Center where Louisville played an exhibition game Thursday night against Union, who was from what state, guys? Tennessee, that's right, not Union, Kentucky.
2: Or Union College in New York.
0: It wasn't them either, from what I could tell. But the uh, Union Bulldogs came in out of scenic Jackson, Tennessee, to take on the Cards a union team that has done pretty well in division two over the years and then they uh came in ready to give the cards a game but the cards said no i don't think so this is our exhibition we're going to have some fun with a 74 point win 106 to 32. uh jared anderson was out there with me as i got some of the best seats in the house but i was sitting right at half court enjoying that one and jared was in there taking photos what say you, Jared, about this Cardinal team that played 13 players, and I couldn't find fault in any of them?
1: No, well, first, it was just nice being back out there and not being alone for the first time in nearly two years on the on the court. So that part uh, made it more enjoyable for me, but then just watching how midseason form the cards looked already, and maybe that could be because we went up against a D2 school, but it was still a historically, recently historically good D2 program. So I think maybe just the cards are really, really good. And they were really, they seem to be having a lot of fun out there. You saw the the transfers shined well and some of your new faces stepped up and, and put on a good show. But I think just anybody who stepped foot on the court on Thursday, you know, it exceeded expectations. Oh, they sure did is...
0: Jeff Wallace decided to start the game with a four guard lineup, putting Casa Robinson, Haley Van Lith, Keanu Smith, and Chelsea Hall out there, along with uh, forward center Olivia Cochran to begin the game. And they did pretty well as the cards got this set to a 29 11 first quarter lead. And Kate said, this, this this team just seems to have a, a sense of confidence. And also a sense of urgency. I mean, watching Olivia Cochran lead fast breaks and stuff, what in the blue blazes is going on here?
2: Yeah, I think that we've seen uh, Jeff Walls over the last few years uh, wanting to enjoy or uh, wanting to employ, I should say, a a more fast-paced offense. Uh, he's been playing a lot of small lineups uh um, four guards, it, the, the roster construction really lended itself, lent itself to that with as many uh, talented guards as they've had on the team. Uh, that's going to continue. And when you're running that many guards in practice, then um, your bigs have to get a little bit more fleet of foot to keep up uh, with the pace of the, the game as well. And so um, Cochran showing the ability to get out on the dribble uh, is, is important, not just sprinting down court. Uh, without the ball to be in a position to, to run a quick offense, but to be able to just like you said lead that fast break and and get down there, uh, on our own is is pretty critical for uh, for the way that Louisville wants to play a fast offense. And uh, they gave up 11 points in the first quarter. Funny enough, that was the f- most points that they would give up in any quarter, which is not something you usually see in an exhibition when uh, some of the players a little further down the bench are getting some run late in the game, but. Uh, yeah, like you mentioned, a a seventy-four point win. Um, this one was never really in doubt. I think from probably the moment that uh, the Union players got on the bus to head up <laughs> to the Yum Center, I think that uh, that they knew what was going to happen.
0: Yeah, following that first quarter, Louisville went on a thirty-two to four run in the second quarter, and led this thing sixty-one to eighteen. They ended up winning the second half by the impressive score of 45 to 17. Jeff, I'm going to throw some numbers here at you, and uh, sit down while while I'm throwing these at you because these are pretty amazing. Points in the paint, Card 60. Tennessee uh, Union 16. Points off turnover, 49 to 4, in advantage of Louisville. And fast break points eighteen to zero, bench points sixty to seven. That that that's just some amazing numbers there.
3: Yeah, it really is. And and honestly, you know, despite how big and and lopsided those numbers are, not all that surprising really. I I think I commented about the only thing surprising out of this game was that Union recruits from Papua New Guinea. Uh, so. I, it, you know, they got two players on the roster, by the way, from Papua New Guinea. I think they're sisters. So
0: it's yeah. a great road trip.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gets a little wet.
0: And they have to play the promise game to the players. Yeah, we're going to take you home your junior year and you're going to play you, you know, New Guinea University.
2: Yeah. But they've only got 2,000 students at the whole school. So that's that's a high percentage of students to be from right? Papua New Guinea, much less <laughs> <Right>? players. <laughs> okay, all
3: right yeah one of them was at the starting lineup that's why i noticed it then i went, went and looked at the roster today it's like oh there's two of them oh they're sisters okay yeah uh so but anyway yeah i mean like those numbers are gaudy and you know this is a little bit the type of thing you expect out of an early season exhibition game against a you know a d2 team um this may have been a little bit more lopsided than i think uh is is typical but you know lopsided is kind of what you expect out of these it's an opportunity for them to come in and and play against a really good team and understand how that works and and you know and probably make some money off of it honestly but um you know and it's
2: a good warm up. i think you could take probably out of that
3: yeah well yeah <laughs> uh, but uh it, i know that's the case for like non-exhibition games i wasn't sure about exhibition but uh y- you know but I think you can look at this and you can say, and, and to borrow a little bit from what Jeff Walls talked about in the postgame, we also learned some things here. We learned we need to deal with uh, the backdoor cuts a little better <laughs> than we did. Um, you know, maybe,
0: maybe shooting a couple free throws might be. Yeah, well, that throw. too. Our,
3: our free throw percentage yeah. is not great. Uh, you know, we've got a. It's, this wasn't without benefit for this team to see this. They exposed some things, despite the lopsided numbers. So, you know, every everybody wins out of this. So,
0: Daryl Faust had the right on that. You can read that on the Friday Cardinal Couple, and I guess, I guess the only thing I need to talk to her about is doing a Fred report, but since it is an exhibition game, I'm going to give her a pass. I'll give her a pass on it. Yeah, that'll be fine. As a... Jared, uh... You know, obviously the starters did a great job. But uh, we had, in my opinion, and I'll see if you agree with this, three players that came in off the bench who really gave us start-worthy performances, in my opinion. Uh, Liz Dixon going 7 for 10 from the floor, 15 points, 6 rebounds. And count them. Go ahead and count them. She had three steals. Liz with the pilfers. Also, uh, Peyton Verhulst came in, gave the cards a really good almost 20 minutes, four for eight from the field. She needs to work on the free throws. There's no doubt about that. But but she did have 10 points. And then Emily Inksler, it's so good to see her in a Cardinal jersey instead of a Syracuse jersey. Jared Uh, gave the cards a very solid 18 minutes, three for five from the floor and had six rebounds, too. So uh, certainly was tickled with all three of them.
1: Yeah, Jeff Walls is going to have a lot of trouble figuring out his starting five and his final five as the season progresses, just because you had so many players that proved themselves Thursday night. And you kind of want to go back and forth between Olivia Cochran and Liz Dixon on what you want to do with the, the post position there because both of them are excellent players. But I think Haley Van Litt, hit it pretty well during post game where she just talked about the confidence in liz has grown so much and it's her final go around this is kind of the do or die for liz what she wants to do here so i mean th- this is the time to step up if you're ever going to step up and she really showed it last night and i think she's she's gonna be a, a foe and a force to be reckoned with when we face other teams that's gonna be fun to watch and i think we expected nothing less from Emily Engstler after watching her at Syracuse this past few, four years, and, and she definitely lived up to her hype. And uh, Peyton Burholz coming in is such a shining star as a freshman, and she showed that she's not afraid to shoot the ball early on and, and knock down those shots, and but also be able to go in and, and pull down the rebounds. The one thing with, uh, with her shots is how much Jeff Walls will allow her to continue to shoot, as we've seen in the past where we've had trigger-happy players. Sometimes he's quick to shut them down. But also, at the same time, if you're knocking the shots down, then sometimes you got to ride that hot hand and just let it go.
0: It, yeah, sometimes you've got to have a little bit of discretion, but then other times, hey, if it's falling every time you throw it up there, yeah, why not? Go ahead and put one up. The worst thing that can happen is we get a rebound and we score on it. So certainly a, a nice out in for Louisville to begin the exhibition season, the only exhibition game of the year for them, as they had about sixty five hundred, I'd say, in the KFCM Center. A very loud and, and, and appreciative crowd. Out to see some old friends and faces and uh, associate with some, some people and just basically it was it was a good evening just to kind of be out there and saying, Hey, it's back, baby. We're watching the, basketball.
3: The stat sheet says sixty-five eighty seven for attendance. I'm a little skeptical on that. Number. I don't
0: know if it was quite that big. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm going to say maybe six thousand, but uh, maybe not. It, uh, the the end zones were basically empty? Yeah. You know, so, yeah. but uh, still a good crowd out there. And then they they switched it up a little bit this year just to give you all kind of an inside idea on this, where they actually bring the players over right after the game for the post game comments while Jeff Wallace is doing radio. And uh, Nick had warned me about it. And he said, I'm going to have the players in there pretty quick. I said, OK, fine. I had to make a necessary stop before I went into the media room. And when I walked in, lo and behold, Haley Van Lith was talking already, along with Keanu Smith. So certainly maybe the delays from last season were addressed. But, uh, boy, they sure had him in there quick, Jared.
1: Yeah, uh, but... Uh... I'm going to blame it on the drugs you're on right now, but it was Chelsea Hall. <laughs> All was in there, not, not Kiana Smith. That was no, I Haley. was. Oh, I
0: saw Kiana Smith uh, over by the side. No, yeah, you were right. It was Chelsea
1: Hall, which uh, yeah. But they they did get them quick. I mean, even for myself, I stick out on the floor till the end of the alma mater, and I head back. Barely had time to sit my camera down and get a drink, and they were ready to go. And I'm thinking, wow, there's there's only four of us in here to start. Post game, let's hang tight for just a moment as we oh, it kind of grew and expanded to what six of us including a couple of videographers in the back by the end i was like huh not, not yeah. a large media presence which uh, a little disappointed in but we'll see how that changes with the regular season
0: yeah i i, I think it should pick up some because you know the guy from the courier is always going to be there Eric crawford's usually going to be there uh Mr. Demlin is usually going to be in his little corner over there and then uh, you and me. and uh, that, that was pretty much the media contingent for this one, but I'm sure that will grow as the season goes on. But guys, we are already at the noon hour here, so it's been a fun show, a fast show. We've covered a lot of good things. The Cards will be back in action on November 12th, just to let you know, on Friday when they go up to Sioux Falls. South Dakota to play in the Invitational against Arizona. That'll be a fun one. Let's hope we get good linear coverage on that one, too, fellas. I really hope we do. uh, Let's go ahead and segue on into final thoughts, and I'm going to go ahead and uh, let's start with Case this week. Case, your final thoughts.
2: Sometimes when I have a final thought, I really like to go first so that it doesn't get sniped out from under me. Cool. <laughs> is, that, is that the case this week? No, well, I get to go first, so it can't get sniped out from under me. The uh, case is the case, okay. Exactly. Uh, Nina Nikocha, uh named to the ACC All-Freshman team. She's just the second uh, UofL player to be named to that women's soccer ACC All-Freshman team. And I would give you three guesses, and you'd only need one to know that the other player was Amina Ekic in 2017, who also wore the number 10 jersey. So if that is any indication, which... I doubt that it is, but it could be some indication that uh Nina Kosha is here to here to put on some, some smiles on our faces, hopefully for the next three or four years.
0: We saw some very great moves for her on the pitch this season for sure. As she's only going to be one of those bright and upcoming young stars. Jared, final thoughts.
1: Well Case stole that no, I'm joking. That was <laughs> that was not gonna be my final thoughts today. <laughs> oh, it, honestly, it's just great to be back out at the KFCM Center and and have media and have fans there again. And I really like what they've done with the new video boards there. I think it it's excellent, and the new lights they've installed make our lives as photographers a lot easier. So if if you haven't gotten to check out the new setup at the KFCM Center, I highly recommend get out there check it out.
0: Not a bad seat in the place in there if you're on a lower level. That's for sure. Especially with that new scoreboard, that thing is just—it's it's like a monolith. It's massive. It's—it's it's beautiful. Jeff, final thoughts?
3: Uh, yeah, uh, I get another short week at work today, so that's nice. Uh, or this week, sorry. So, uh, yeah, you know, volleyball still in swing, but uh, basketball getting started. It's just a really, really wonderful time of year for me to to take really what are my two favorite sports. Uh, and overlapped them a little bit makes it a little busy at times but uh, uh it's a really wonderful time of year I'll, I'll echo Jared it was great to be back in the KFC Young Center after well, basically a year and a half of not having been in there um yeah uh it's good it's a good time to be a Louisville fan we got three teams that have a legit shot at a national championship um and you know it's possible that the deciding factor on which one gets it first is a question of scheduling more than, you know, their ability. So um, it's exciting time to be a cards fan.
0: you got that with a capital Y. Yes, it is mm-hmm. indeed. As for me, final thoughts, uh, it is Breeders' Cup weekend. If you're a horse racing enthusiast, it is going on a great card that ran Friday at Del Mar Racecourse in California, and there will be nine count them nine Breeders' Cup stakes races today out there. So, uh, I had a, a massive handicapping session this morning, and I'm not really sure what I came up with. I'm gonna have to go back and look at my notes and see if I can cipher them, but <laughs> it should be fun. Actually, I've already got my picks up. Go to Polly Picks if you want to see that's Polly Picks to see who I've picked in the Breeders' Cup races. Let's hope I have as good a day as yesterday. And I hope that you all have a great day as well and have a great weekend. The sun's shining this morning. It's a little afternoon here in Louisville. And we're looking forward to a lot of fun things today. So unless you know something we don't, we'll see you next week at 11 a.m. here on the Cardinal Couple Radio Hour Podcast.
2: Thanks for listening to the Cardinal Couple Radio Hour. If you liked what you heard, please feel free to give us a rating or review and subscribe to the show in your podcast player of choice. We're available on all of the major podcast players. And be sure to check out the site at cardinalcouple.com for the daily column bringing you the joy and excitement of mobile women's athletics.